Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. Let's get started right away. All right, welcome back, everyone. We are live. I'm sitting here today in Krabi in Tallinn with Alejandro, who's in Mexico. What's up, Alejandro? Good morning. Hi, Etienne. How are you today? Uh, for me, it's evening. Okay. For you, it's a good morning. <laughs> it took a long time to set up this whole thing, and I'm using my data on my phone because the internet here is really crap. I hope it's going to work. I hope it's not going to kind of cut and crash at some point. If it happens, well, you guys will know why. But we'll get started today. We'll do kind of a Q&A, answer your question, and kind of go through some things that we get asked a lot. And I want to kind of go through these questions that we have. Some of them are going to be answered by me, some by Alejandro, because he's the best at some, some topics in that. How's Mexico, by the way? Oh, actually, it has been raining for the past three days, which is good, considering the large pollution problem we have been having recently due to illegal burning of forests and other things. Yeah, so it has been better these days because it's been raining, but, you know, it's not that nice to be raining, especially when it's acid rain. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not that really that nice to go out, but since I live, like, in a hill on top, like, yeah, I live in top of a hill, basically. Uh, so the view is always nice from here because at least the sunset and sunrise, it's, it's always nice. So right now it's pretty nice. It's like just after raining, starting to get dark, but it's pretty nice here at the moment. Nice, exactly. That's, that's awesome. So I want to start with something that I think it's probably going to be the hardest question, but that's about investors. We get a lot of questions about people that want to trade for investors or prop firm. It could be someone like an individual person or a prop firm. And people wonder, what are the requirements for this? I think you've, you've been the best to answer that question because you've been applying for prop firm, getting capital to trade. So like more than I did in the past. So tell people kind of what you've seen, what are the requirements people need to fulfill, do they need to kind of have an amount that they trade themselves or whatever you think about here. Yeah, this is a question I have gotten at least, uh, I think we have gotten it at least more like eight times in the past two weeks uh, from different people inside the academy, outside the academy, like in the Facebook group and other places. So I think it's a really, it's a really burning question for, for many people here. So there are different parts. There are first the considerations of what do you want as an investor, like for an investor, what type of client you want as, as uh, you want to manage money. But depending on the country you are, there are also other legal considerations. So I will leave the legal part for each country because I don't know the law of each country. But in most cases, if you want to accept money from random people, I will call random people uh, someone that you don't have a previous relationship with and know pretty well. Uh, so if you want to accept money from random people, in most cases you will have to be regulated by some type of regulation inside your country. So that's the first thing you need to consider. Uh, before getting clients, because without that, you may be breaking the law in your country. And in some cases, the, the punishment for breaking the law in terms of these type of things, it's, uh, it's usually jail or something like that in these type of businesses in finance due to previously really bad actors in the business. So the first thing you want to know is that you are yeah. going to do so the things properly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so course, the first thing is you need to you need to know that you're going yeah, to do well, things properly or legally at least. And then uh, yeah, secondly, yeah. Uh, what I always try to do is I ask myself what would I ask someone in an investment. So like if I was going to invest in a stock or something like that, what would I want from that? And then from that I model it. What I have found for most investors is that always take what the investor tells you is their pain number. Yeah, you know, like the maximum drawdown you can accept in an account. 
and usually like multiply that by 0.5 or 0.75 because when it really happens, they will not be able to do to be in the same as when they tell you. But they usually ask you for a track record. Uh, most investors I have I have found will ask you for a track record for anything about a year to three years in the past. Sometimes you can do without the track record or Let's say that you have been trading, but you changed brokers recently. So let's say you have a record, but it's broken up between brokers. Some people will accept that. You just have to clean it up so that people can, can see it and understand the circumstances. But in most cases, a track record is completely necessary. And most investors will really look more than the absolute profits. They will look at the relationship between the profits and the losses. So how much money they can expect in percentage terms to win and how much money they could expect or they would be, let's say, like a maximum loss for the account or the portfolio. So that way, they would be able to, to, to know like, okay, I expect to lose around, let's say, 20% of the portfolio at some point. But with that, I will be getting an approximation of like 23 to 30% per year. That is type of profile, which is pretty reasonable and sustainable. Not most traders can do it. But most investors will be happy with this type of profile, depending on the people you are. I have seen people that will not tolerate more than 10% loss on their account and people that say they are perfectly fine with more than 40% loss in their account, right? So the investor you get, it will be completely different. But usually, the more money it's in the account, the more conservative the investor would be or more moderate the investor would be. So uh, for example... Exactly. They're more strict about the rules. Also, it depends a lot if they are institutional, meaning that if they come from the world of, of institutions, like they have either worked in finance before or something similar, then they will be more strict because they know more about several things. Uh, but if they are more, let's say, like retail level people that are investing in you, then they may want those incredible returns, but they have no idea about their profile, the risk profile. But so they will be able to be like, you can talk to them and make them understand like what is the reality of what is it and what is not being. And they will be a bit more forgiving in those senses. But they will also probably ask you like every few weeks what's happening with their accounts. Uh, so that's, uh, that's usually what they ask. So how long is the track record that they ask for? Is it like a year, six months, two months? What uh, it depends. Most people like to see at least one year of track record. Uh, depending on how you are doing, like for example, if you are using a fully automated strategy, which they are only algorithmic trading, then you could do sometimes with a backtest, with a high quality backtest for the past three to five years, then you will be able to, to show them. And then as long as we expect that that continues going forward and your algo is properly coded and backtest properly done, then you could go with an with a backtest and present. But Usually for that, you will either have to have trust from them before, so they will have to know you beforehand to know that you are doing the backtest correctly and the things correctly, and you are not just like, you know, presenting nice numbers uh, to get their money. Or, uh, yeah, basically a one-year track record is what most investors minimum ask. Some I will ask for three, but usually they ask for one year. Uh, that is for individual type of investors. Uh, there are lots of programs. Uh, we partner with Axie Trader, which they have the Axie Select program in which they use different metrics. They basically do what I just told you in terms of a profile, but they do a lot more math in behind because they have this equation platform. So they can do a lot of math on your 
on your strategies in order to be able to calculate a score for you. And in that case, they will give you allocations or money based on your score. And I think they have a drawdown of 10 to 15% as a cutoff point per month. I think 10% per month is the usual one. I'm not exactly sure of that one. But basically, the more institutional or if you go to a prop firm, usually the rules will be more strict. So they will allow a lot less uh, risk or a lot less drawdown. But one thing that I would actually recommend people to do is try to get into the Psyquation platform. And if you have an account with Axie Trader, try to get into their Axie Select program. Because if you have that, then you already have more than half the way into getting client, like client money from other places. Because the Psyquation program, it's a verified track record. In order to enter to the... Axie Select program, they ask you for, I think, six months minimum trading track record inside the program. Yes, it's so, history. Yeah, yeah I think depending on your on your score, six or three months, exactly. So basically... But you get your account even before that. So you still get the score before that, it's just that it's not applicable to be able to get capital to trade straight with. Yeah, exactly. If you have, I think it's only if you have an account with Axie Traders, right? So you have an account with Axie Traders already and you have not gotten into the platform but you already have, let's say, six months of trading and they have been good, then you could get in and then you will get a score and then based on the score, you could apply to, to there already. You don't have to wait uh, if you have that. So that is a good thing. And if you are not there, you could use the same platform as Equation and get a good score on there uh, because they basically have a lot of metrics. And then with that metric, like if you get a good score in the Equation platform, uh, then that means that your type of strategy is investment grade. So you could go with that and try to find investors. So I will basically try to follow the same rules that you have in the Axis Select program in order to go with investors because they are public rules. They are really easy to understand. And you already have a platform that will basically give you a number and tell you how close you are to your, to your goal, right? And then yeah. it's pretty close to what I have been looking at uh, in terms of I have been talking to investors. Uh, it's pretty close, like the top 5% equation people that's basically the same profile that of what investors are, are looking for. awesome so all right we'll go on the second question this is something i want to talk about a little bit because i got a lot of questions about single versus multiple take profit how you take profit what you do how you split your trade and stuff and for me it's very simple but i think people kind of make it too complicated for no reasons one of the big things that's helping become profitable was to have multiple ways of, of taking profits like multiple take profit and people ask me, how many do I do? Like, where do I exit? Do I turn my stop loss? And I've said this before, but either you're going to go for like a big profit and wait a long time. And then you might be frustrated when you have a bunch of losses and big drawdowns, or you will take multiple take profit. I found that people that trade for a living usually like to take multiple take profit because they feel more safe. They get more cash coming in. And that means I don't have to have a big win rate anymore. Like the win rate can be, can be lower and it's to make money. Right? So they don't have to kind of go for big profit. So for me, I use two take profits, one at one to one and one at three to one of, of your to risk. It's based on some tests I've done. I've been like test, testing this out a lot and I found this to be the best. So one to one is for safety. Three to one is for kind of big profit and big wins. So you kind of get it, the, the mix of both. Now I used to trade on a stop loss to break even. I don't anymore because I found the trade will just come back to break even and, and stop me up. So I don't do that anymore. But if you want to do it, you can still do it. The first, pretty much the, the first year of me trading that strategy of Bong Japan was me moving my surplus to break even all the time. And that works fine. But 
if you want to go for a bigger profit, then don't move it because you're going to be stuffed out too often. The drawdowns will be smaller, but you're going to have a harder time to recover from the drawdowns because that's the, the clear explanation. So let's move that still or not, but basically you want to use multiple take profit if you want. Don't move your surplus depending on what you trade, but test it out for yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I will actually say so that in most that, cases, I will say that in most cases, moving your stop loss to break even or to something like that will harm you more and help you unless you have a clear, like a super clear laid out plan and yeah. you are moving it because of market context and not because you are afraid that you're going to lose in trade or you're going to lose. Your- exactly. So when you move your stop loss, you also want to move it to a kind of proper point. And that's going to work well if trade, if trade ranges. I mean, it's still. Not work well if you trade ranges, but work really well if you trade trends and really strong trends. Then you can really move yourself up to a point that makes sense. And if price comes back to that point, then it's because it reverses, and that's not good. But if you trade a range, then it's always going to go back and forth, and that's not what you want to move yourself up That won't make any sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually oh, have done that in the past, yeah. moving my stop loss in a, in a range. And yeah. <laughs> usually that's the worst thing you can do because... It will come back to touch the range, and maybe you move your stop loss so it gets stopped out, and then it goes to the other part of the range, which usually is your take profit. So usually, I have tested it, and at least in most people that I have talked to and, and we have worked with, it is bad for their trading uh, to do uh, moving the yeah, stop loss uh, exactly. without really, really clear rules. Benjamin was asking, yeah, was asking, do you trade harmonics? And the answer is for me, no. For the other, I think no. We don't trade our mornings. It's not our trading styles. We didn't really look into. And for me, that's like way too complicated, way, way too hard. So I wouldn't trade that. But if you want to go into yeah. it, then why not? Yeah, I, I I looked into it a bit in my early days. But yeah, actually, we, we always do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, harmonics and harmonic patterns and complex structures. You know, like all the other type of structures are usually regarded as advanced patterns. So I would not go into that unless you are already proficient in reading a chart and understanding the other type of a technical analysis that are more basic. Because even though it may seem really simple, you have the rules, you have that, there are lots of nuances around the things. Because as you know, in the markets, nothing happens exactly the same every time. So like all those little differences that happen in each different time, can make or break your system with harmonics. So I, I will consider it an advanced type of trading, which I have not yet mastered, but I just looked at it into some time and it didn't it didn't really resonate with me. So I didn't try it. Yeah. The only thing I know is that a student that traded that for like a year and with one to one for GS for his trades on harmonics on advanced patterns, whatever pattern that was. And he ended up breaking even for that year and he took like a lot of trades. So something was kind of wrong. He had to kind of change the strategy and go back to something different. And he started to apply like algos and the long term universal, and that made more sense to him. So it depends on what you like, but it's up to you. So you decide. And by the way, I've, I've put below a link for the course we have on the long term universal strategy. So how I trade, it's like the complete strategy in the course. You can get this, it's free. So you can follow the course if you want, learn the strategy if you want, and just apply it after. So uh, link below for that, and you can sign up right away if you want. Uh, what next question should we go to? Let me see. Uh, I, I want to address just the part of like uh, SMB Capital, going back yes. to the performance part. I know they are pretty good. Uh, I also know they are probably one of the most competitive prop firms out there. So if you want to get into their 
you really have to leave to trade. And the most, the best way, the best way to get into them, to get with them, is connect with them, talk to them, and then you probably will have to fly to New York or Chicago to one of their trading desks and prove yourself that you are worthy there. They are really, really competitive there, and they are really good. But you really have to put in the time. It's not something that you were going to be doing part time. You have to be super serious about it if you want to. What was in the was in the cabin. Yeah. So just just, just to put exactly. that there because. Sometimes people forget that it's a high skill job. Awesome. Yeah, so someone was asking, and this is something we get a lot also. Uh, can I trade debunk related virtual strategies? The thing I trade on the way time frame. And I've been trading this for like on like the four hour chart and the daily chart and the one hour chart in the past few years. Now mostly the four hour chart, the one hour chart because they work better. Can you do this in like the 15 minute chart, five minute chart? And the answer is, I think so. I've never tested it but you can test it for yourself if you want. It's something that I kind of want to test this year because I'm using algos now, so it's going to be easier to test. It's something you have, to, you have to look into. And the principles that you want to keep the same zones you will trade on higher time frame or the same major zones and trade on lower time frame with those zones. Okay, and if you do this, it technically should work well. You just have to test it out and test it for yourself if that works well. Yeah, but the logic is simple. I used to do a lot of like multiple time frame when I was back home in Canada on like even the 15-minute chart and then lower. But got to test it out and see if that works in that case, okay? And if the pairs you trade are going to work for that also. So if you trade like big exotic pairs that are like really not common, like uh, whatever pair, then don't expect this to work. But if you trade like more the major pair, you can expect it to work better. Yeah, but the key anyways is to test it by yourself because it may work, but you also have to consider that if you're in the lower time frames, the time of the day is really important. So it may work, but the profitable trades may happen when you are asleep and you cannot take any trades or you cannot monitor even if it's an algo. So for that thing, then maybe you may not want to trade it in the lower time frames if that's the case in which most profitable trades happen when you are not able to trade. So that is an extra consideration that doesn't really happen that much with trading in the H1 and H4 timeframes because those trades last for a couple of days to a couple of weeks. So we can come back and check if everything is going well on that without much issues in those time frames. But let's say you're just like trading in the five minutes, your trade will probably last 15 minutes to one hour. So if you are not there at that moment, then you already missed the whole opportunity, right? Exactly. So that, that's a good point. I would recommend for this, I used to do it on the kind of New York session in, in London session a little bit. But yeah, you could do it on, on London, New York, Maybe on the Asian session, but don't expect it to, to reverse at that point. Those are going to be kind of more kind of short-term trades. All right. Yeah, exactly. So what should we cover? I think there was someone about something about Ichimoku clouds. I've never traded that ever in my life. Have you already handled it? I only check it a bit. I was going to get a course about Ichimoku cloud, but I didn't. I prefer to stick with price action, which is my main discretionary trading method. But I would like to go to Ichimoku later. I think it is a really, really interesting way of looking at the market. And based on its history, it probably will work better in Asian type of pairs because of how it was uh, originated. And I only like—I really like that it has a really clear way of looking at support and resistance dynamic. But I have personally not mastered it. I only checked a bit. Yeah, I, I have not. Awesome. Me either, too. Pretty bad talk about the topic. There was a question about, and this is something you get a lot also, 
how can I code algos if I don't know how to code? So people starting out, they don't know at all how to code. Like I was like three years ago. How can you start to kind of code? I don't know there's some ways. And like with technology now, it's easy to code anything. But what would you recommend people that don't know how to code to code the algo? Well, there are many ways depending on how proficient you are with computers and how comfortable you are into playing with things. It will depend what type of avenue you may take. If you don't really feel comfortable clicking random things on your computer or your program to see how it works, then I would not really recommend trying to program anything at all because basically programming is a word world of trial and error and exploration. So yeah, if you're not comfortable with yeah, so if you're not comfortable with playing your computer, like just playing randomly or like let's say like you open Google Chrome and start clicking on the settings to see what they do, and you don't feel comfortable doing that, then you will not feel comfortable creating an algo. So that's the first step is being comfortable with computers. And then after that, if you're going to do for MT4, there are lots of resources. You have a full library in MQL4. The page now is mql5.com. Uh, you have a lot of uh, information there. And you can even get pre-made code from other people at this open source and you can start learning with that. I personally learned using a, a free online tool to build algos which is, like last week, we also put it that one, uh, which is Forex Pro Quant app. Uh, you don't even have to be in account with anything like that with them. It's just a free tool. And then I started learning from there. And then from that, I basically followed trial and error. And then I just learned how to read the documentation. And then from the documentation, I was like, okay, this needs this. And everything is just logic. So the first step, be comfortable with your computer. Second step, uh, you can learn, there are lots of free courses online to learn computer logic. Basically, you need to know first the logic. Like, for example, what does a moving average crossover mean? It means that you take, let's say, yesterday's in a daily time frame, yesterday's value of the moving average one, of the slow moving average and the fast moving average, and now today's value, they have to be reversed, right? One has to be higher than the other, and the day before has to be like that. So you have to be able to draft that logic because without that logic, you cannot create the algo using tools or coding yourself. So the first thing is to get the logic down, and then you can use a free builder or pay a EA builder, and then you can do it yourself. If you don't feel comfortable with that or that takes too much time, then you can get people to help you code. There are lots of sources. Uh, here in the Academy, we actually, I help people, traders to code their algos. Sorry, there are strategies into algos. So that's an option too. It will all depend on how much time you have, how much proficiency you have, also what you are trading. Because if you're not trading in MT4, then uh, you may want to learn something else. Python is a pretty good general source. For Python, I would recommend going to Antopian, uh, which is a site which they have basically a free course about Python for trading. It's not an easy path, but it can be a pretty rewarding for the long term of a trader. Yes, exactly. That's good. And for me, the only thing I did was like trial and error. So yes, I've used some tools sometimes to kind of shortcut the code, but it always came down to kind of sitting down, trying something I want to do, studying it out, then like getting stuck at a point, trying to find the answer online by Googling or whatever, coming back to, to call that answer, testing it out, and go, going back and forth again and again and again. So that works well. It takes, it takes some time. It's going to be long and frustrating a little bit, but it takes some time. So Better if you can surround yourself with people that are doing that themselves and you can learn from them. 
If not, it's just going to take more time, but you can still do this. So we have the link for the academy also linked below for that. If you want to join, yeah. learn from oh, us. And, and one thing, because I have helped now a couple of people out on Facebook to do some coding things, like they had to code. Pay attention to what people that already know tell you. Don't just ignore them. Because if not, you're <laughs> going to basically end up doing the same mistakes. I just happened to me like with, with one person that I have I helped with some, some things and guiding him. And then he, he were like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. It, it works like how I do it. And then he, like one month later, he, like my, my robot just lost half my account because he didn't do a stop loss properly. And I was like, yeah, you use what I told you to use. No, I use this thing. Okay. Have you tried what I told you to use? No, I haven't tried it. Have you tried it? Oh, it works perfectly fine. Doesn't have errors. Oh, perfect. Nice. <laughs> you should have done that in the beginning instead of ignoring me. <laughs> so just like, they, like, like at least try what they tell you and see if it works for you. It may not be working for you all the things, but at least try it because they may have already done the mistakes you are going to do. So they are helping you a lot in that. So it is important to pay attention when you ask for help. Exactly. So that's a really good advice for that. And uh, yeah, if you want to learn from someone that doesn't know what you want to do, then take the advice and use it. Speaking of which, someone was asking, I think that was Bruce, was asking, is there a book or someone you recommend as a mentor to learn press action? So mentor, there's a lot of them. I won't get into that because it's going to be a little bit too long. But I would, I would recommend the course by Ivan Forex that you can, you can follow. We have a course and a coupon code for, a course and a coupon code for that as well. But in terms of book, I kind of started more as books. I would use a combination of two things. So the, the first book is uh, The Japanese Candlestick Pattern by Steve Nyson. And the second book is Secret for Profiting in Bull and Bear Market, in Bull and Bear Market by Stan Weinstein. So two books that I like. This one is like really old. It's 19, yeah, 1988, so a long time ago, but it still works well. And that's how I learned the market phase principle. Yeah. So... Secret of Crafting in Bull and Bear Markets by Stan Winston. You can Google that and find it pretty well. Yeah, and those books basically teach you more about principles and specific strategies. So they are basically a framework which you can later use with more specifics to adapt to your own trading. Because like, I have totally found that if you look, try to look for a book for a strategy, it will not be the best. It's better if you get a book for the, like, the bigger picture and then go in and develop your strategy yourself or tweak it yourself. The books about strategies are often like outdated, like you try them out and the strategies work 10 years ago, but not anymore. So you gotta be careful. Yeah, or they worked, but you need to add a lot more filters and you need to do a lot more things yeah. uh, to make it work nowadays. And that's why I love so much like our academy or courses online and things that get updated frequently because like we can change things if they don't work. Or if something happens and strategy doesn't work anymore, we can update it and change it. And unlike a book, what's like printed like 10 years ago and you cannot change anything. So that's a different thing. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have? Yeah, there are many questions and many things coming in. I'm trying to, to, to look yeah. out here. I want to get to that. So we had a question on Facebook about how many trades is like too little in a year or too much? Can you answer that? Hello? Any thoughts on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the question. So. If you have a strategy that it's only giving you like 10 trades per year or something like that, I would say that you may need another strategy too, because having too little amount of trades in a year means that if you have a bad part, like to say, statistically speaking, you have a bad run, a bad run could run for 20, 30 trades. If you have 10 trades per year, then that means that you could be three years in a losing streak 
without strategies. So I don't think that would be really good about really good for your for your trading to do that. So it is better to have something that has a good amount of trades per year or mix several trading strategies. So for example, with the Bollinger Band reversal in the four hour time frame, we have sometimes due to the filters that we use, uh, we have sometimes like five to 12 trades in one year in one pair, but we don't run only a strategy in one pair. Like Etienne, I, the students in the academy will use a lot of well, several pairs. And with all those pairs, we have probably more than 60 trades in a year, uh, in most cases, just from the four hour time frame. probably brought that. And if we include the one hour time frame, then we have probably like 100 trades per year or more or something like that. So if we talk about statistics, which is something that probably people that have been here listening to me <laughs> know that I, I really passionate about. If you talk about statistics, it's always better to have a larger amount of trades because that means that you have more chances for your play, sorry, for your edge to play out over time. So that is why some people go better with pay trading because they say, okay, if I take 10 trades a day, then that means I'm going to take around that, like, you know, like a thousand trades a year and around a thousand trades, then it's more likely that I will end up in the profitable part of my statistics long-term than taking 10 trades a day, right? Sorry, 10 trades a year. 10 trades a year, it's basically a toss of a coin if you're going to be profitable a year or not profitable, unless your system has like 99% or 90% uh, profitability like win rate. In that case, then it's going to be really good until it stops working and you're going to have a pretty bad year. Uh, but yeah, I would so recommend you, something. You can have basically stats on like 10 trades or five trades or even 20 trades. Yeah, exactly. That's like if you have a system, yeah, exactly. If you have a system that is only taking 10 trades a year, then I would like to have at least 100 trades of backtest data. And then say like, okay, this could be good, but I need something else because 10 trades a year is not enough to play my statistics on the long run. So I will need, yeah. uh, you can play with that systems and have it there, but you will need maybe that system in a lower time frame or other systems to supplement that and to make a portfolio uh, in your trading. Good point. So Ashley was saying, what is your best advice for someone who's been trading for two years, but haven't had much consistency? Master goals is with proper capital. And I think capital has nothing to do with that. I think the only way to get consistent results is putting consistent action, always. So she's not seeing consistency because either you have no strategy, no plan, or you don't follow your plan. And those are the only reasons. There cannot be anything else. Or maybe the market's been like weird for your plan, but I would doubt that. Okay, in two years, it's pretty much unlikely. So it's connected to your plan. How do you follow it? Did you have a plan first? And I don't think you had, but get it in the comments or in the chat and we can yeah. discuss it more. I will also say you have to define consistency because yeah. what do you define as consistency? You, you are talking about just the profit uh, because you could be consistent to losing money by not doing the things consistently that you need to do. So you could be doing the bad things consistently and then you have consistency just it's not the good type of consistency that you would like uh, as a forex trader. So that's something that you have to define first because most people I have seen that struggle with consistency, it's they have a plan, but they don't follow it because of a mindset issue or they don't have a plan, as Etienne said. So if you don't have a plan, then there is no way you're going to be consistent because you don't know what you're doing, uh, basically yeah. because you don't know what, what you need to do. The other last thing I can think of is the fact that you have a plan, you follow it pretty well, but then you have the money management skills. Like you, you lose a lot of money in, in big shots and then you can't recover from those big losses. So even though yeah, you follow it well. the time, if you lose like one big time, 
then that just doesn't add up really well. Yeah, I actually put a running management or risk management as integral part to the plan. So uh, oh, yeah. for me, it's like yeah. it's like a basic part. It's one of the first things you have to have in a plan. But I understand for most people, they have it as a different part. But yeah, Exactly. So yeah, a different thing. We have a question here from Patrick. How much time demo trading and backtesting should be implemented before trading live with real money? I would say oh. it depends on you and it depends on how comfortable you are. So let's say that you start to trade the demo and then you're really comfortable with, with what you trade and you expect that you can make it live. So then why waste time in demo, right? If you know the stats and know you can do it well, then maybe you move a step further. But if you don't know, if you don't know whether you're comfortable going live or going to the next step, or if you don't know that you can like do it properly, so you don't, you're not comfortable about your goals or going live, then don't do it and wait more in demo. Because you need to see your stats properly and you need to see that you are comfortable going to the next step. And once you've done that, you can go to the next step, I think. Yeah, but I would say yeah, that a month in demo, it's kind of minimum. Yeah, I really hear about like Michael Payne asking if you have heard about Bantark. And yeah, I think you interviewed it last, no, two yeah. years ago, right? Yes. Yeah, and I'm just looking here. Was episode 57. So I would like to address the part of starting capital and how much money you need. Yes, go ahead. Uh, because I, I also like I didn't have it in my notes here, but that's something that we get probably. That's a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like at least once every every day or once every two days. And I also get that ask offline in my my community here in Mexico City for the traders. So <laughs> it's really important to address the, that question. Well, it depends a lot. And I would say that in order to start trading, you don't need much money because you can use oh. demos. But in order to start trading for a living, then it depends a lot on what your strategy can do and what to think. So the best way to think of it is how much money you need per month, then multiply that by two, and then see what account size you would need with your average returns in demo trading and from your, your back tests, uh, how you have been trading, your average results per month if you are going to be able to, to make that. Like what type of size account size you would need for that. So since it is pretty variable because I mean, for someone in Southeast Asia, it may be a lot less than for someone in Europe or living here in New York City or something like that. They're like everyone's like living expenses minimum, it's going to be a lot different. Again, that is traveling is going to be probably a little different than me than living in Mexico City, our minimum cost of living. So you you will have to basically do how much money I need per month, multiply by two so you have a cushion. And then on average, let's say every month you do four percent, then you calculate that, you know, with the the rule of three thingy, triangle thingy. You multiply, you calculate it for X and you calculate how much is the account value that you need. And then I will tell you how much you will need if you are trading your own capital. Uh, that is why most of us end up going through the money management for other clients because good traders are hard to come by for investors and for getting like a lifestyle and then getting money from this for doing it full time without, you know, like sacrificing yourself too much. Then it's usually better to get so other people's money to trade. Uh, like it's like the best that you can get. Uh, there. And then you're also making money for someone else. So you're making other people happy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's actually pretty, pretty good. So the, the rule of two is pretty, pretty useful. They think about that, but that's awesome. And you can also calculate the other way, which is like if you want to find out how many strategies you need to make a living with your account. Yeah, right now, even if you don't have like a lot of money, 
Speed Wars strategies and get like that for yourself. We did a video on that topic in the past. So yeah, exactly. uh, I'd save money to build your account. Pretty crucial. Yeah, and you could literally start with 1K and build a track record with a one with one thousand yeah. dollars. Like I mean, like I know like they say the, the Axie Traders Axie Select program, if you have minimum one thousand dollars in the account and you have a six month track record. You can apply and they can get you $10,000 in the first round, then I think $50,000 in the second round and up to 1 million if you are good and consistent. So like even you could start trading with $1,000 and then build a track record and make sure that people understand that you are going to treat that $1,000 as if it was $5 million from clients or $10 million from clients, like with the same seriousness. And that way people will be, okay, you have this, then, okay, so you have show that you have, you know how to trade and you can do real money, then you can start getting into other people's money by propping that. So you don't need much to start, but you need consistency and lots of effort. Because the thing is, if you shoot at $1,000, like, like, a, like, a, like a money to, to gamble with and to make a lot of money with, then you have like big swings and that shows someone that you can't do anything. Like you cannot... Yeah, exactly. You can't just say, oh, I'll do this now, and when I get to like a million, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be like protecting it and taking care properly. Because you won't. Yeah. You didn't put those yeah. skills first, and they have it first, and you won't be able to do it ever. So you might as well do it now and learn properly, and then show that to someone right. else that can kind of back you up and stuff. Exactly. Personally, I would never invest in someone that will, will tell me that they can do 100% per month, because I know that most likely they will blow up the account like at least once yeah. per year. Or something like that. So it is possible, but you probably will be like, if you can do that consistently, you probably will be the best trader in the world. Do that for more than five years. And then you will probably have lots of millions and millions uh, <laughs> in that just from the compounding interest from that. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. so. If you're doing 100% a year, like a month, and you, you don't have any like a million more to trade with, ask yourself some questions. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. There was a question here. Wait, let me see how, what we cover in our list. Uh, when will you offer algos? That's a question we get a lot. And I want to answer it here because I've said this many times by email. It's time to kind of do a video over this because like, we get so many questions. Yeah. The answer is not yet because we're still working on them. We're still kind of tweaking them and testing them a lot. And I want to make sure if I ever offer an algo to someone that it's going to be top-notch perfect, like no errors, no bugs everything taken care of, all the list of things to apply and work on and do. And nothing like that's not going to be answered. So we're working this a little bit. We'll see how this turns out, but promising quite a lot. Okay, so I've been drinking algos yeah. like the past six months or so, I think. And it's been going well. So except a few yeah. tweaks and errors we have to kind yeah, of adjust. Exactly. But we're currently fine. running it on our live accounts because we want to make sure that whenever someone else runs on the live accounts, it works well. Uh, but we yeah. have had some kickups. Uh, we have had some mistrades, some errors. So we are trying to iron out all those things or to not have any of those problems once it's fully released. So, yeah. so that, that's why I it's not just kind of do like other people, which is not test anything, just put out and not go somewhere and hope people will buy. That That's not how it works. Yeah. So we want to do it I mean, right. I do it for myself. I, I do build something and then I just test it on my demo account. And I sometimes pass it to a live account, a small live account without much testing, but that is only because I know what's like, I know the risk of myself and I know my coding. So I know I could lose all my money if something breaks, right? Uh, but it's not something that we will be comfortable due to our values to release to the public. Yeah, awesome. Can you give an example of what a strategy might look like with a bunch of videos on that on channel? 
This is uh, Roshan. A bunch of videos on that. You can just type in strategy disaster trade. You'll find a video somewhere on YouTube. And yeah, it's going to be simple. I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. Unless it's some, something that we didn't cover, but also I was asking about, do you have places to recommend from Texas point of view? I think Hong Kong, Dubai would be the top ones. Okay, uh, I know that Hong Kong has zero uh, capital gains tax. So yeah. that's good. And then on all other income that is earned in Hong Kong, I think it's around, it's a pretty low tax place. And in terms of banking, it is good. So that I think be a place if you are building. Profits and taxes. Yeah, I don't want to say the number because I'm not sure exactly the numbers. Yeah, that's know, big, so yeah, that's why I like. I know it's pretty low compared to other places, yes. but it's still. Uh, and it's not considered a tax haven, but by, by most countries. Yeah, so yeah, it's still pretty good. Relatively yeah. easy to to go there. It's just you have to have a lot of money for they to care about you because bank accounts and and the country itself they don't need you unless you have like you know yeah. like a quarter million or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's like all like all good places. It's expensive, like. Yeah, and quickly disclaimer, the reason I say this is because I moved my business to Hong Kong a few months ago, and so far it's been good. So yeah, compared yeah. to France, Canada, or whatever, big difference. Yeah. But it and I'm going to Macau recently too, so. So you got to accept that. Yeah, and I'm actually moving to Macau recently, well, in, in a few months, sorry. Uh, so I'm also not a bit more about that because we are both in the process of, of passing part of our lives to, to those twins. Exactly. So yeah, that's how things work. So guys, I think we've covered all of it. If you have a question, just comment below in the chat or in the comment after. It's going to be going on the channel after. So yeah, that that's about it. Yeah. Also, here quickly, how do I build a relationship with traders? Comes down to adding value. We've done a bunch of videos on that on the channel as well. Exactly. Type in find trader group. This is trade on on YouTube. You'll find it out pretty fast. Exactly. And trader to mentor you. We've done a video on that two or three days ago. Also on the same topic. So guys, thank you for being here. I appreciate what you once again. We'll put some bunch of links below for you guys to check out. If you want to check it out, go further with us and learn through the academy, the assistant, whatever else. If it's not for you, it's fine. If it's for you, awesome. We'll be able to work with you in the future. And I want to thank you for being here once again. We'll catch you guys back here pretty soon. Ciao.